Guts Over Fear podcast, hosted by Matthew Cullen and Brian Warner. No ads, no subscription fees, and no filter. Available on all major podcast platforms now. Follow on Twitter at Guts Over Fear IE. Finally got that out of the way. Um, how's uh, been back in Spain? Ah, oh, great. I missed the weather so much, man. Uh, 22 degrees now. Bastard. It's fucking... <laughs> it's uh, stormy here today. Stormy. Expecting some... But trust me, the um, the Ryanair flight was long enough. I think it's due to the bad weather. It was so long, I thought I would never get out that flight. Yeah, sometimes the wind's in your favour. Sometimes it's against you. Yeah, it's mental. But I enjoyed my time in um, Dublin. Yeah. We had a great fun, but I had some bad times in Tallahassee. You know, it's absolutely unbelievable. And I had some bad times on the Lewis as well. You had, after we were on it or before? I was going into town, me and the missus and the baby, yeah. right? On the Lewis. And literally, there was about 15 sitting on the trams, right? Right. So, uh, so what? You know, you, you get like young players, 15 young players? Yeah, I'd say mostly about. 16 downwards, 16 to 13 years of age yeah. around that bracket. So, <laughs> what happened was, is, um, you know, the four seats. Yeah. So, there was them four seats on both sides completely full, right? Right. And, you know, the two seats facing the driver. Yeah, yeah. They were completely full to extent there was a woman on the window and she was in about 60s, yeah? Right. And the hope, the whole lot of them were smoking and vaping in the middle of the trap. Not even in the back, in the middle of the trap. Now, I was under the two little seats, you know, sitting there beside the missing the baby. Now, the smoke wasn't really coming towards the baby. Yeah. But I said, if it comes a problem, it comes a problem. The missus was like, um, but they'd be the type of people to whip out a knife and stab you, you know? Mm. But all the way, that happened from Tala, from Belgarde stop, there was some got on Tala, something going on Belfast, right? Oh, Belgarde, sorry. So some got on Tala stop, and some got on the Belgarde stop. And from there to Coimer, they were smoking on the tram. Really? Um, at the Red two t- two um, RPOs got on the tram. I knew one of them, not as close as I would be with the rest of them, but I knew them. And the two of them set there and, and allowed this to happen. They were sitting there smoking, you could smell it, you can see it, they were sitting there smoking. And them two just sat there and just said nothing, did nothing, didn't give a fuck. That poor woman was sitting there absolutely getting smoked out of her. This was after me and you went out on the loose, yeah? Yeah, it was, uh, it was, a bit, uh, it was after, uh, I think it was on Stephen's day. <laughs> and we got great reviews, and so what are you saying, that's out the window? That's definitely out the window. Uh, well, you know, we did get good reviews. You know, yeah. and um, but that was unfortunate. Like, you know, there was no um, there was no security around, maybe because it was Stevens Day, but I didn't see any. No, did the RPOs uh, get on the radios or anything? No, they didn't. No, they actually did not. They sat there and allowed these people to smoke on the trap. And you, I'm sure the driver probably knew as well, but they didn't give a shit. And you're hundred percent now. Well, I know from working there. There's a general don't give a fuck feeling. Stevens Day, you know, it's like fuck it. Everyone's kind of checking out even when they're in work, you know? Yeah, 100% people are probably getting the kind of um, out of Christmas spirit and things like that and being, like, hung over. And, but in fairness, like, you know, that poor woman, they, she didn't ask me to sit beside all these people. She was on the tram force. They just, just lined her in and just started smoking. Like. Yeah, I think that's a 
problem with society more than anything else. Yeah, but I'm sure the ticket checkers could have stopped the tram at the next stop and got them told to get off. Yeah, they could maybe, yeah. That's part of the job, I suppose. Because they, they, they got off at Coyma and they came to, when I was sitting there, I was like, right, I'm going to stop the tram and I'm going to tell them to go. But then when the, the ticket checkers came on at the right hour, I didn't need to bother because there's people who walk her. Yeah, it must have been a f- funny for you because normally it would have been your job to tell them all to get off, you know, and then you're there as a passenger. Yeah, and you still want to tell them to get off, but, you know, as I said, there was about, like, 15 of them, and, you know, you have a knife in your fucking stomach and you're going into hospital, and then they just get away with it because the jury system here don't give a shit, yeah. Yeah, and what were you saying? You were in Tala Hospital. Oh, yeah, I went into Tala Hospital on Christmas Eve. Mm. Okay, the son um, got um, bitten by my uh, mum's dog. Now, it wasn't bad bitten, it wasn't a vicious attack, you know. Just a nip. But he doesn't nip, but he, he, he was bleeding, so we just wanted to take him down and see what the doctors have to say and maybe get a tetanus for him. So we went into the new children's um, part of Tala Hospital and the reception there, we were checking in, in. We were checking in, we saw And uh, the reception saying, oh, there's only one... Um, one um, person allowed to see the nurse and the doctor. That's okay, so the missus went in. Um, but she said, you can you can float about, like, you know, you can you can stay around the corridors and things like that, you know. Even. But it's just a fortune, like, um, the missus and the baby can only see the doctor and the nurse, so I couldn't go in, you know. Right. So that's, that's, that's fine, okay, it's no problem. So the missus went outside in the corridor with the baby, so I decided to go around with the... Um, go to me, down to my dad to tell him, look, there's no point you hanging about. You might as well go back home and I'll give you a ring if I need a lift, you know? So so when I came back in, um, the missus was already in a suit. She was in suit one. Right. Um, the reason being is because the young fella had uh, the old chicken pox. Yeah, yeah. You know, so they put him in a little room and on. So I was just walking around the, the reception area and the waiting room. Mm. And I said, all right, I'm going to go outside on foot patrol. I'm a bit tired, you know, so it's a bit of fresh air, so uh, I go on foot patrol. And we were there for about five hours, and when I came back in, I was stopped by a security. Right. You know, and asked me, what was I doing in a public hospital? And I Did he like, say yeah, public hospital? Or? No, he just said, what are you doing here? And right. I told him it was a public hospital. Right. You know, so he goes... Um, I says, I'm here with my son. And he goes, he starts looking around. And he goes, where is he? I said, he's in the suit, I think, with his mum somewhere, you know. I said, I'm just hanging about her. And he goes, you can't hang about her. I says, what do you mean I can't hang about her? Because she'll have to go. I said, yeah, again, it's a public hospital. There's no cover restrictions. You know, why am I getting thrown out of a hospital? Yeah. He goes, this is the hospital policy that you have to live. I said, but the reception told me I could stay in here, you know. And so we went down to the reception. Right. And the reception basically clarified it, but also turned around and said it was um, the security decision. Yeah, and he told me to get out. That the hospital? Only, yeah. There was only one family member allowed in the hospital. And is that a policy, yeah? Did you see anyone else with two family members? Yeah, there was loads. I looked. Around, I was looking around, he was like, why are you down? I said, there's one family, there's another family, there's another family. I said, I tell her what, there was a family down the corner, five of them. Um, kids coughing, screaming, shouting everywhere. You know, 
and what eating Chinese and well cheaper. Uh, they they were actually quite noisy to be fair, but I said go down and throw them out. You know, tell them that they all have to go out in the cold on Christmas Eve, yeah. six degrees, and you wouldn't. You know, I said you're just a coward. You know, I mean that's what you are like. So it came to a point, me and him were kind of having a bit of an argument, you know, mm. and. I turned around and said, he, talk, he turned around and said, I'm going to get the guards. I said, okay, get the guards. That's the best thing you ever done on me. Get, like, get the guards. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, that's what I said. I was like, get the guards because like, that's the best thing you've done on night to get the guards yeah. because you're removing somebody, you know, of a public hospital while waiting on a son on Christmas Eve at six degrees. Now, if I had a car, I probably wouldn't argue at this point. I probably just went there and set in the car anyway. Yeah. But obviously, I don't have a car. I don't have any transport. Six degrees. You know, <laughs> Were you giving it Six. all? I'm used to twenty-two degrees this time of year. No, I, 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 I should have gave more the bollocking, but I didn't. I didn't. And you know, like I didn't have that much winter clothes. But um, you know, and then he came to a point that he came walked past me. You know, and says, "Did you call the guards?" And uh, he goes, "No. What you can do is you can go into um, the reception once you don't make any noise." Caved. Of course you can because I was turned around and I said to him like it's a public hospital you know there's five families around you know <laughs> you'd, yeah. you you just pick out me and if the guard had turned up then they'd be looking around going well what's the difference here like, between him and everyone else sitting there yeah and plus like the reception said I could sit there and we wore a face mask I was wearing a face mask like, yeah didn't, didn't take it off once you know you know he kind of was a bit of a douche and that was what Tala Hospital yeah, that was Tally. You know, the new children's hospital. Yeah, I'll check out if they have that policy. No, he said it was online, um, but I didn't think... Your woman in the reception said only one uh, family member can visit the nurse and the doctor, but I could hang around the hospital, Yeah, you know? Maybe he got it wrong, or maybe she was just being nice because the fact is that it was cold. Yeah, also, what are you meant to do? Like, your fucking wife and kid is in there, you know? You're not going to go home and leave them. No one, no one does that shit. Ain't in the waiting room. Exactly, that's all I was sitting there. I was just sitting in the waiting room, peaceful, with my face mask. Not a problem to me. You know, it's just when I went there for the foot patrol, just to get a bit of fresh air. Yeah. You know, I came back and he stopped me while I was in there. And then I was in this like a little corridor between, you know, the doors. Yeah. And he came out and goes, what are you doing there? I said, what do you mean what I'm doing here? I'm standing here. This is not a mercy exit or anything like that. You know, I'm not blocking any ambulance or anything like that. I'm sitting here because it's freezing outside. You've removed me from the hospital. You know, I'm waiting for the guards because you said you're going to go to, you're going to call the guards. You know? And he goes, well, you can't wait there. I'll be back in a minute. You know, I said, what do you mean I can't wait here? Like, you know, where do you want me to wait? Like, Look, your kid's in the fucking hospital, isn't he? He's not dealing with someone trying to stand on a shop door, like, you know? No, but that's the problem, like, you know, as a, like, if I seen all the families getting removed from the hospital, I'd be like, okay, this is, this is policy, you know? Yeah. You know, this is why he has to do with his job. And, but well, he only picked me, like, you know. Doesn't like the lucky. No, I think it's because I was on my own. So he kind of wanted to tackle this, maybe miss a big head. And that's what I, I kind of understand. Like, most of the security, like, they need, a, they need customer service, you know? Uh, you know, they do. They need customer service. If that was me, and I was in there, and I was, I was working for Newland Security, and I was in the hospital. And if the re- reception agreed to it, I would agree to it. It's Christmas Eve. It's not busy. There's nobody there, really. Yeah. You know? Well, not busy into the um, context that the fact that there wasn't that many people around, you know, like, you know, 
the doctor was only two doctors because we were supposed to be standing there for 10 hours waiting. Now, would he have been but, told, would he have been told, uh, his kid has chicken pox? Well, did they, what, did they just point at me and say, sit this fella here, like, you know he, when you're his doing, cakes has the box? No, you know when you're doing retail or whatever and you're talking to the people that work there and you're security, but they work there and you're, you're going to get a rapport going with, like, the boards that work in the counters or, like, for example, in a hospital, the receptionist, you know, they all chat all day long. And yeah. maybe the receptionist said, look, his kid has chicken pox. Well, the, the security guard wasn't there when we went in. So um, unless the receptionist pointed the finger at me and said, see him over there, his kid has chicken pox. It's a possibility. And if, if, they turn, if he turned around and said, look at me, sorry, but your kid has chicken pox. There's a lot of kids there, you know, you need to go. Outside, just in case you have them, or just in case you spread them, or things like that, I would highly understand. Say that's no problem. Okay. Yeah. But they're telling me the fact that the, the reception turned around to the only one family per doctor and the nurse and things like that. That's a hundred percent. That's fine. But then when you see other families sitting in there, you know, and you're getting thrown out by a security guard who hasn't got a clue what he's doing and zero customer service. Yeah. Well. On, on that, so that, on that was, occasion, anyway. Yeah, it was just it was, the whole thing was disappointing, you know. And he, he, like the way he turned around and said, Oh, well, do you know what? I'm gonna ask you to go into the reception area, you know, but if it gets busy, you have to leave. Something, but what are you doing there? You have to go all that crap, like it's not, it's not the time. Ah, it's 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 six degrees out there, you know. I've been waiting, I think, two hours at that point, nearly three hours before I was thrown out anyway. Well, asked to leave, sorry, yeah. Fast. Yeah, I was, I was completely unbelievable. I was sitting there going, Jesus Christ, mate, this is a public hospital. I said, there's no COVID restrictions. Like, what policy? What's the policy? He goes, oh, it's on the webpage. It should be on the doors and everything. And I'm like, I'm not even going to go onto the webpage. Yeah, I don't know about that policy. Sounds a bit dodgy, especially if it's not on the signs. Probably something that went up in COVID and they left it there and he still uses that too. I think that I think the infections of COVID it's gone back in Dublin, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's going up, apparently. Well should it So maybe they're putting them things into play just to kinda of easy off the spread. It's also COVID, it's a good excuse for people to everything. get away with everything at the top, you know. And cover all their it's shit up with some COVID, COVID. So yeah, um, so we went on the loose. We didn't talk about that actually. The people that we were talking to that time. Did we, I thought we covered that. No, did, did we not did cover we, that? No, you had to go. I think when we played it, and then. Oh yeah, I, I had to split when we were about to do some questions and things like that. You know. Well, it was all right. Look, it was uh, it was okay. It was. No, well, okay. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. Like um, I think um, we had a good day. Yeah. It was actually it was a good uh, two weeks back at home. Um, Drank a lot of Guinness. Of I must have drank. Yeah, I must have drank like twenty pints, made more. In what two weeks? Yeah, within the two weeks, I went out. I went out with Johnny's birthday, and we had like something nice and bit of dinner, and we went out for a couple of pints then. So I had a couple of pints then, and then Mama, we met you. Yeah. The last day. Well, then we went around the corner to a bar, there and we had a couple of pints then. Have you heard about this uh, Wolfdown song getting sang at Leinster saying sorry for that? At the, at the RDS Wolfdown song. Uh, this 
Celtic Symphony. Was this? Um, oh no, I was thinking about man with the the women's uh, World Cup. Well, that as well. They they were singing uh, up the ra as well. I already uh, asked the other day. The fans started singing Celtic Symphony. Have you ever heard the song? Yeah. Look, the way I say it is, is is it's a song. Is a chant. Like, why do you have to apologise for? That? Yeah, that's. The, do they have to well, keep? Do we have to? Do we have to apologise for everything? Like, they already made an apology with the women's um, World Cup. And um, now this, like, it's a song. How 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 are they horn? Well, I don't care who they're hurting because at the same time, a the the, the, the IRA is a lot of things. Like it was. Uh, something else in 1919 to 1922 and then it was something else and then 1969 it, it split to the provisional IRA and all that it's a lot of different things but these songs don't refer to necessarily the IRA the provisional IRA it's the people that fought against the British that that was the IRA the original one right the ones that fought against yeah. the British in Ireland yeah yeah. they were heroes and, and everything else and they, they've all died obviously since but uh, now you can't sing songs that mention them and also the six counties are still fucking being occupied by Britain whether anyone likes to hear that or not we're still we've still got six counties under British rule you know they're occupying six Irish counties and we're not allowed yeah. to sing fucking songs where we say up the rack who gives a fuck what we say yeah but that's the that's the problem. That's the problem with this country. They're scared of hurting people, you know. Mm. Um, you know, this like, you know, like you see, I, I had a, I was out and about one time, right? Yeah. And this song came up on a, on a, on a night out. Okay, I was in the Ballasters, and uh, this song came up, and there was a couple of English people singing it. Yeah. You know, they were in there. They were enjoying the ballad section, um, session, and um, they were singing it. You know, it's um, it's everybody just getting on board. There's no love or hate crime there. No one's even asking what does it mean. I read the fucking lyrics. It's just it's ridiculous when you think uh, Ukraine are are being occupied by Russia now, yeah, and they could sing whatever songs they want, and so they should. But Ireland, just because it's quiet, we're still being occupied. Like give the fucking six counties back. You know what I mean? Start. Well, I heard they wanted to give six counties back, but underneath the, the British law still. Yeah, we'll just fucking give it back. Shove that up your ass, yeah. But, like, until you do that, we're going to sing songs with fucking the ra in them, you know? And even after that, we're going to sing songs with that. Forever, we're going to sing them songs. My ma has a old town CD, and she plays it. And if anyone ever knocks on her door and says, turn that down, it's offensive, they're going to be wearing the fucking CD when they leave. There's not. Yeah, well, 100% agree with you. Um, because at the end of the day, like, it's... How many years has he been playing these ballads? So, uh, in every ballad section going on in the popular pubs in Ireland, yeah? Mm. Are the guard going to visit them and go, oh, you can't say that? If you if you sing this, or are they going to cancel all ballad sessions in pubs now? Like, um, what's the name of that pub? Um, I forget the name of the pub now. It's an absolutely fantastic um, ballad session up there, you know? And the Merry Playboy. And are they going to go and visit that and someone else say, guys, you're not singing here anymore? Because if you sing here, we're gonna to have to apologise the next morning. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like um, well, the Leinster, the, uh, Leinster rugby, whatever it's bleeding called, uh, Leinster spokesperson issued a statement apologising for the song being played. So they played the song over the PA at the RDS, right? Yeah. And Leinster spokesperson's apologising now, saying it should never have been played. Leinster Rugby has taken measures to ensure it doesn't happen again and apologises sincerely for the juice and for any offence caused. Fuck off. 
fucking. That was only because of the women's World Cup that when they were in the dressing room and they um, and they won. Uh, no, that they got. This, yeah, they got fined twenty grand for that. Yeah, but what I'm saying to you is, if if they have to apologise, that's why I think they're apologising. I don't get it. I, I don't get it either. I don't think why should we apologise. Well, we shouldn't. I mean, it's up to people if they want to or not. Should I just bang that fucking song on now? <laughs> that's it. We're getting it cancelled. Oh, fuck. Hold on. Avoid the pie. This is real. Ah, Graffiti on the walls. That was it. Yeah. So he's walking down. So he's walking down uh, a street in Glasgow and he sees graffiti on the walls. And beside yep. the graffiti, he sees up the rat. And that's why he wrote the song. And yeah, so it's a good song. It doesn't the even towns have great music. Doesn't mention the British or anything about the British or no connotations about the British. Just, it's just a song and people read the lyrics. <coughs> the only offensive part seems to be the ra part. And the ra is more than just the provisional IRA. The so for it. if they change, right, does, if they took out oh, uh, up the ra, no, if they just took that out, yeah, and say, oh, uh, up your ma, yeah, would they have to apologise? <laughs> no, no, they wouldn't. It's a catchy song as well. You know, you know, like that's what I'm saying, to you. you know, it's just, it's just completely bizarre, you know. Yeah, I know I'm not against Britain or that, but the whole uh, having to apologise every time. What? You don't hear British people going apologising. I don't think they're even complaining. They're not even having a no, problem they, with they, it. They probably wouldn't even hear that fucking thing. And who's asking for the apologies? Is anyone even asking? Or are they just throwing them? Throwing them I just think it. I just think it's the FA. I think it's down to the FA. I think it's because the fact is that the women um, woke up has sung it and they had to apologise. Now the rugby um, team has sung it. Now they have to apologise. I think that's where it's fallen down to. Yeah. Stop apologising, gang of dopes. Yes, exactly. You need one brave person to turn around and say, well, I'm not apologising. Yeah, just say, it's about the, it's about the IRA that fought the British when they were occupying Dublin and Ireland and everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's fair enough. You can you be not singing about them. You know, next minute you're going to be turning around and saying, oh, white people can't be singing rap music because it's offensive to black people. Well, that is kind of a thing. You know, I'm one of the white, um, best artists is white. Yeah, but there, there, are, there are a lot of people offended when you, you're white and you're singing songs with the N-word and all in it. No, see, the thing is, like, oh, oh, um, it, it all depends. I think it's all, it all depends on um, if you use the N-word while you're singing it, you know. I think it's, that's the problem, you know. I have listened to the music with my friends and I have dropped the N-word around them. And yeah. they haven't got a problem because they know me. Yeah. Well, it's part of the song, you know. You can't be fucking. I mean, it's just because. Now the first time, the first time I did it, I was a bit nervous, you know, because <laughs> I, I did, I didn't mean to do it. Yeah. You know, it wasn't. That it was. Okay. I was just singing along with the song, and the M word came along, and I dropped it in, and I was like, oh shit, 
And what my mother would have been made, like, he was like, oh, you fucking racist this, and he was calling me racist this, and he had me going for a while, I was in the back of the car swear. <laughs> you know, and I said, like, oh, I didn't mean it, lads, it's, it's just a song, like, and the, they got me and said, don't worry about it, you know, it's grand, as long as you admit that you use it, that's the main thing. Yeah, some people bleep and themselves out singing a yeah. Man, beep, man, beep. Yeah, do you ever, do you ever see that? Um, the white chicks. Yeah, and they're in the back of the car and they're like, "Yeah, mate, yeah, mate," and then uh, that the lot of go, "Jesus Christ!" And they drop the N word and they all start singing it on, you know. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I think, in fairness, like you know, people only use it because that's all they have yeah, against you. Because if you know them, I think it, it depends how you use it as well. Like, you know, if you're screaming or shouting and things like that, and if you don't know the people, you know, that you're around. Yeah. I think that's the issue. I think some people use it as, you know, like a, a, in the tone of the voice as a venom, you know, like when it comes out really horrible. Um, were you looking at the news in Ireland? Did you see the stabbings in Kerry in the hotel? Well, I'm not going to speculate. I'm just saying it's the same hotel where, at the moment, there's there's a lot of refugees there being housed yeah. in Kerry. Of course, people in Kerry are like, this isn't like Kerry. <laughs> well, hello, welcome yeah. to Dublin, motherfuckers. Take a taste of that. Um, yeah, I'm trying to look for the article now. I just, you know, it came up on my notifications. And I just, you know, I'm not long home. And the last thing I wanted to do was read an article about Ireland. Well, that's basically the crux of it, the uh, multiple stabbings in the hotel. But you're going to get that everywhere. Yeah, you're going to get that everywhere. What? Multiple it's a play. Yeah, you're going to get people killing each other. Because it's going to be a, all a hate crime. How do you mean? He's getting this, he's getting this, she's getting this, you know, I'm not getting this. The um, Irish people are just going to go crazy as well, you know. Jealousy is a horrible word, you know. You know, I'm jealous. He's getting this. She's getting this. Bum bum bum. What do you mean? Hate men, was it? What do you mean? Luke? Well, no, you, you know the way. Like, well, not really a hate. Yeah, well, basically a hate crime. You know, these refugees. A lot of um, people in Ireland, yeah, are hating, uh, hating against the refugees and Ukraines. You know, because the fact is that they're getting homed and, you know, they're getting. Basically, some of them feel like they're getting a better life than the Irish people. Yeah, they're holed up in a fucking hotel though. They're not getting. You know. You know? No, but you know, I, I read a lot into this, and there was another podcast doing um, uh, covering on uh, the East Wall and about East Wall, and now there's videos going around. It's happening in Tallaght as well, but they're moving them in during the night times, you know, when nobody's um, around. And there was a, a recording going around, and it was just men in this room. You know, so there's not women and children force. There was just a lot of men. Your man questioned them. Mm. Where are all the women and children? And your man was just getting kicked out when he answered the question. So I could see why Irish people are kind of rebellion towards them. You know, why? Um, I don't. I don't fucking get it. Well, see, a lot of people have been in situations and they're just they're getting past the bucket. You know, um, they're in the poly in hotels themselves. But many Irish people. Right, are in other countries right now, sucking off their welfare, sucking off their fucking beds. Where in that country, there's people like say France, for example, 
there's French people not getting what the Irish person's getting because it's the EU bullshit. It's all in fucking laws and you have to do this with these people or you're breaching them laws, do you know? But in different countries, they don't have the social welfare like that we have here, like, you know, in Ireland. Oh, but like, if we, if, so what, if we only gave 80 quid a week on the, on the doll, people wouldn't mind all the refugees? No, I think it's the fact is, um that they're getting a straight hand to the minute they get off. Well, what, you reckon? The plane, oh, bow. They want to be here. No, I, I, look, I, I'm with them. Obviously, they don't want to be here. They actually, the, their life just got destroyed. Yeah, you know? and they're stuck in fucking shit buildings. You know what I mean? Everyone's you know, outside uh, protesting and probably scaring the shit out of them. Um, the way they were like, yeah, if you had a mobile home, can you rent it to the government? You know, if you had a holiday home, could you rent it to the government? And the way people are saying, like, oh, you wouldn't do that for your Irish people on the street. Yeah, but, a, but I think it's a different budget. budget. Anyway, it's a different budget, like, you know? Yeah, you, it's a, it, it comes out of the mercy budget of the EU. Yeah, like, but I don't know, people, if they spend more time protesting outside government buildings about it, because it's the government's decisions, not the people coming here, and it's not the people protesting. It's nobody's fault, but the government, they're the ones that done it. So if, if yeah. there's a problem here, we'll, we'll go to the government. There's no point protesting at these people. They're not going to be able to change the way it's been done. You know, no. ma- make it that they can go home again, you know? See, the problem is, like, I don't know. I think, you know, a lot of, like, with me personally, when I hear about these things, I'm like, you know, it pisses me off because I've said, like, these people, their life just got torn upside down. You know, I mean, the last thing they want to do is jump on a plane and head to a different country regardless of where it is, you know? And yeah, yeah. rightfully so, we should be helping these people. But then you got, like, you know, you got a lot of uh, Irish who are being in hotels and being on the street. Yeah, but they were there before. Get, yeah, they were always been there before. Like, you're never going to stop the, the homeless crisis in Ireland. You're never going to stop it. No. But the fact is, people are, like, um, hating towards the refugees because of that reasons. And they don't understand yeah, which that the fact is, no matter what, if if the Ukraine refugees are over here or not, we're still going to have a homeless crisis. Exactly. Nothing's going to change on our behalf. In fact, it's covering for the government because everyone's blaming these people. And not, I don't think anyone's directly blaming these people that are coming over. They're blaming. But the way they're going about it, by protesting in front of the, in front of the refugees, it's not going to get you anywhere. That just looks bad. Bad for optics as well. But if Ireland got bombed, right, uh, tomorrow, and we all had to leg it, right, because half the cunts in this country wouldn't be able to fight. So never mind, there's Not grown men here bleeding, blah, blah, blah. There's grown men here that wouldn't fucking fight. I've seen them, they wouldn't even fight on the job and security, so they're not, not going to be any good in a war, you know? They'll be the first people on the plane. And then what? You know, what goes around comes around, so fucking... I always said, like, you know, um, God forbid if something ever happened to this country where we needed to, like pack our bags and live, you know, but in fairness, if I heard Ireland were in that state, I'd probably be on a force plane over, you know, but the oil people don't understand it, if, I think they're just out for themselves, it's me, 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 me. Not the Irish people, but the ones actively yeah, making no, it. Yeah, no, I'm not saying, yeah, it's not, I'm not saying all, all the Irish people out, me, 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 but a lot of them are making their points all in the wrong way. So I'm hoping this spot on, but where yeah. you're doing it isn't, like, you know? You're fucking fucking traffic and it's not smart, you know? You're blocking people getting home from work, taking them fucking two, three hours. That's not going to make a point. No, they should, they should be just uh, marching for the, 
the government buildings, you know. And they're uh, the ones that need the answers. They're the people that done this. Yeah, and look, this co- government borrowed fucking hundreds of billions of euro from other countries. So we're not we're not here giving our own money to these people either. It's it's borrowed money anyway. No. Oh, well, that's the that truth. Yeah, that's what I understand. So I'm hoping like the stabbing has nothing got to do with that. I think the stabbing, even the papers, they don't fucking, they, they, they say things by association, you know, they didn't say it was anything to do with the refugees, they just say at the same time as it happened in that hotel, there's, there's this amount of refugees staying there. And they said nearly half are men, nearly half are women, or over half are women. So how many people stabbed, you said seven? I don't know, a few, I can check now. I? And were they all men? Uh, staff at a Kerry hotel where four men were stabbed would not enter the building yesterday morning amid fears for their safety. Gardy made a four of four arrests last night following the incident on New Year's Day. Two men previously arrested remain in custody in Killarney. And investigations are ongoing into a violent incident in Hotel Killarney, a large hotel turned into a direct provision centre on Park Road in which a number of people received knife injuries. So... Where four men were stabbed. But yeah, anyway, so I hope it has nothing got to do with uh, the refugees. That well, the fact that they're over here and people are going against them. The Irish people, like. Yeah, there's, there are 13 different nationalities anyway. The, the 13 different yeah, nationalities ho- staying in the hotel. Yeah, so I'm hoping, hoping, um, I'm hoping there's nothing got to do with anything like that, you know. Um, the people of Ireland need to be protesting. Against the government and not the Ukrainians. Yeah, so like, um, yeah, the 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 Irish people should be out there. It's in their rights to protest. Um, they should be out there protesting against the government, outside the government buildings, not against any refugees. It's not their fault they're here. They don't want to be here as much as you want them to be there. You know, um, their lives has been been destroyed. Sure. The livelihoods are being destroyed. Shops, homes, you know, businesses they owned. Everything is just being completely taken away from them. And now they came off the country and they're reading about all this hate towards them. Yeah, so what else is happening? Yeah, that's actually... It's been a... Yeah, come Christmas, just be kind of quiet, you know. You hear the spacey around, you know, the, the new baby's been born in 2023 and things like that, you know. So it's really quiet over the Christmas. But thank God, anyway. You I know, never... You don't want to be reading. I don't know anything more boring, right, than someone telling me someone's having a kid. Because I'm like, has that not happened, like, 10 billion times already? It's just so boring. Yeah. Doesn't... Yeah. Unless it's you. Yeah, no, to me, I think it's it's crazy. I think in a way, like, you know, I wouldn't, if my missus had a baby in 2023 or whatever new year it was, the last thing I want is the media sniffing around taking pictures. Like, oh, why are we talking about the media? Well, they they um, they go around taking photographs of these babies and putting them on their, so, you know, like, art, art, no, the media, like RT had their, on their website there. And their news that uh, they're taking pictures of the babies, you know, and putting them up and saying these are like, the new babies of 2023 and things like that, you know. Ah, really? I'd be like, you know, what, stick that camera up your ass, man. Yeah, take <laughs> a picture of me, baby. You know, you know, like what the fuck? Like unless they get a few pounds for it or something, you know. Um, most people do that, but I don't understand why. 
you want like RT news or anybody like that and the fact it's coming in taking pictures of your baby you know yeah. I just think it's a boring topic Any, anyone says oh, such and such is pregnant don't they? yeah whatever what do you think about the boxer which one that boxer what's his name who got done there by the um, the trafficking and rape uh, oh, what's his name Google now. Uh, Tate, something Tate. Yeah, like what the hell? Like all the money in the world, and you, like that's just the most sick. I don't think even a, a prison cell is good enough for him. Why is the man so popular anyway? I haven't a clue. What's his name? Uh, Andrew Tate. Yeah. Him and his brother. Yeah, and like I'm saying to myself, that I'm like, you know, I watched um and uh, this documentary. You know, um, what's his name? It's on the top of my head and it won't come out. Um, he played uh, Grant in EastEnders. Oh, Ross Kemp. You Ross Kemp, that's the boy. Um, I I um, seen a documentary that he done, you know, in child um, trafficking. Yeah. And he was talking to this child about it, that she was locked up in this little room. Right. And literally, I couldn't even watch half of it. But the, 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 the story that your woman was telling, it was just making me sick to my stomach. And then this is a, this boxer going around doing the exact same thing, probably even ten times worse. Well, what, I would just literally mourn him. So what was he? He was uh, trafficking underage women or women or what? It didn't say underage. It just said that he was trafficking and he was done for rape. Yeah. Well, I never, I never heard of him until this. I was like, what the hell? And then I read into him. I'm like, oh, that's disgusting. Really disgusting. It made me sick to my stomach even reading half the articles. You know, mm. I was like, this man needs to be absolutely just shot. Or maybe that's too good enough for him. Maybe he just should be put in a room and raped every day of the week. Well, was he released? I think he was released. He probably was. He'd probably be released because money talks, no? Yeah. Well, Romania, mm. actually, I think they were trying to catch him a while and he got caught over there. It's disgusting. Like, you know, there has to be a certain crime for that. Like, you know, I think if you're caught doing anything like that, you should be raped every day of your life. <laughs> no, it's just, I don't even think that's good enough for them. You know, you're taking young kids' life away from them. Yeah. Who'd want for to? For your own sick pair of fucking freak. Um, you're taking young kids away from their lives. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like the black market, like the people selling kids over there as well, like, you know, for this type of stuff, you know, and it's horrible. Like, people who it was caught selling a child to the black market for this um, trafficking, they should be arrested and they should be um, locked up for life. It's like um, that um, footballer, huh? he, he escaped um, Roberto Carlos, no, not Roberto, cancer, huh? Um I forget his name, he, he raped a woman and head back to Brazil and looks like he's going to get away with Um... Do you know about Dana White slapping his wife? No, giving his wife to um, the old one gigs. They're in the nightclub and he whispers something in her ear and she slapped him and he slaps her back. I think he slapped her again then, he's apologising now, you know, saying there's no excuse for it. It's never happened. She's saying the same, he's never done it before. What do you reckon to that? I think he definitely has done it before. I don't know, I'd give him the benefit of the doubt. Look, You've never heard it before. She's never, never seen it before, you know. But I always said, if yeah, well, it's okay. Um, maybe if you haven't heard it before, and yeah, well, 
maybe it's just always behind closed doors and this time it's been caught on video was it caught on video yeah someone was videoing him from across the bar yeah so he's been caught this time so maybe like he has like said oh it's never happened before you know um, well she so, said that yeah well she's probably getting a shitload of money to say I don't know they're married for, they're 30 years together you know I think they've only ever been with each other maybe I don't think maybe that's in her eyes but I think in Dana White's um, eyes would be probably different well you know you're going to hear people there's no excuse for that at all but she slapped him first yeah what I always say is uh, I always say there's a three time rule you know hit me once you're getting a warning second time you're getting your last warning third time that's it well there's always a reflex thing as well you know Oh yeah, I suffer belly reflexes, you know. So like, that can possibly happen, possibly because it has happened to me. You know, when I was young, yeah, uh, I was arrested um, by a vanguard. Yeah, they don't call them that anymore. You're not allowed to call them in that I'm anymore. Not allowed. So. I mean, you just did, so you're allowed. But you, you yeah, well, I'm 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 saying it. Okay, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna apologise for it either. She was a banger, okay. When I was when when it was my day and age, it was a, a banger. So um, I went into the the station, and she gave me a full force smack in the face, right. and my hand just came up and boom, her off. Right, course. You know, place. so it, it does happen, but I've obviously apologised to that guard, and she accepted it, but she still brought me to court. For that, yeah, she still. She she gave me like what happened was when I was going up and the guard was taking my measurements and booking me in. Basically, the handcuffs came off me and she came along and smacked me in the face, full force slap in the face, and my hand reflexed. And that was your defence, obviously, was it? She hit me first. Yeah, well, yeah, she did hit me first, but obviously they're not gonna they're not gonna say that in court, you know. Yeah, but you you did. I just did you go to court. Yeah, I, yeah, we went to court. Um, I had to pay. I had to pay a two and a half grand fine, and so I had to do because I've never been in court or I've never been there, like arrested. I've never did it in jail time. What age were you? Seventeen, I think. Oh really? Yeah. Seventeen, seventeen. Or, like, after, yeah, I was seventeen at the time, and I even went down the next day. Um, when I was being released and everything else and I've apologised again to her, you know. <laughs> so you do apologise? Yeah, uh, yeah so look, I'm very sorry that was, like I've no one never had intentions to do it. It was just such a bad reflex. Well, I would have been, yeah, well, here, go ahead. I'm telling them you hit me first. Reflex. Well, she told me that she wasn't going to take the matters further. She did anyway. Yeah, a couple of months later I got a a letter in the door and someone's to court yeah well look at the end of the day it was it was I was 17 you know obviously I don't condone any violence whatsoever but you know you have to protect yourself sometimes as well yeah no reflex is different now I don't know about this guy I don't know about Dana White hitting his wife twice but reflex maybe the first one he would yeah so yeah so I'm gonna I'm gonna give him like others at the start I wasn't kind of giving the benefit though but yeah we, we'd never heard of this happening before um, but you never heard of Ron Giggs I really did Ron Giggs been slapping people around that right and centre and Mason Greenwood as well you know so yeah you have to give him the benefit though if his wife is getting up and she's saying this never happened before 
and they're there 30 years who who are owes to judge somebody for 30 years you know what I mean? we're not the, yeah I couldn't like, we're not to judge anyone and I don't condone it but and to be fair I'm gonna fuck I don't even like I dislike the guy but to be honest it gives people the benefit there you know yeah, well, yeah, because like I said, you don't, you don't, you don't hear that often. You don't hear that I'm like in the papers hitting his wife again or hitting a woman or anything like that. Now, if this was Conor McGregor or something, you'd probably be, ah, Jesus, he's out again. Yeah, no surprise. But even, yeah, uh, yeah. you might hear a lot of shit now. People say, oh, he hit me too, and all, you know. <laughs> hit me. Oh, yeah, to be looking for a pay deal. Yeah, he slaps. Yeah, I think I'd get some money here, you know. He knocked me out too. Yeah, and the nature of the business he's in, being fighting kind of I don't know yeah <laughs> promoting fo- uh, yeah he might get away uh, promote to say it was a promotion he was promoting the fight <laughs> yeah and it, uh, he doesn't own it now either. he just uh, runs it I think he sold it D- oh. Disney 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 yeah bought it jeez must have gave him a lot of money they bought it started running ads for uh, WWE on it and oh, uh, Jesus yeah fucking he kept his job though to run it we got a shitload yeah. of money you know so he got a shitload of money getting a big wage still promoting it but he doesn't have to put up with all the bullshit well but then when shit like this comes out it's not in his hands whether he's gone or not it's up to the the people that own it now to decide it's up to yeah do we want that it's up, it's up to Mickey Mouse to sack him yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's gone crazy isn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we don't have fucking apologise. No, no, except the Bangardi. <laughs> to the Bangardi, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not apologising to her either. You know, she's a Bangardi, and that's uh, if she was a Bangardi at that time. Yeah, well, people outside of Ireland need to realise the people inside of Ireland. That song is totally different than what you are getting in your ears you know and there's Elwins, of course there is Elwins and Elpless singing it and they even got a fucking clue what you're talking about they just love it and some people out there yeah you get you ever go away in Hondas like even here like they'd be whacking out like ballad sessions and songs like that all the time and they don't know what it's all about but it's not even you know it's not about anything it's just it's offensive right on the wall no look as I said I think they're only apologising because of the women's football. Yeah, but why did they apologise? Because yeah, that went viral, in fairness. And so that went viral. And yeah, I wouldn't apologise either. But I think um, the FA, the FAI, they made them apologise. Yeah. <laughs> and and find them 20 grand. Yeah, but, and I don't think, like, in fairness, like, I, I wouldn't be apologising. If that was me, in, I'd be like, no, I'm not apologising. What are you going to do? Mm. Gotta stop people from playing football because I sang a song. Uh, a heat at the moment, you know. You know, it was electrifying. There was fans screaming everywhere. You know, we were in the dressing room. We were popping bubbly, you know, and we're just enjoying ourselves. And yous are the ones are thinking outside the box. Guts over fear podcast, hosted by Matthew Cullen and Brian Warner. No ads, no subscription fees, and no filter. Available on all major podcast platforms now. Follow on Twitter at GutsOverFearIE.